Good morning and welcome in the name of Jesus. Christ is risen. That always works and gets everybody's attention. Good morning again. It's the fifth Sunday of Epiphany. And we're going to take a look at our gospel lesson from Matthew, still part of the real longest sermon that Jesus ever preached um, on, on, the, on the mountain. So we're going to look at just a few verses, specifically dealing with the light of Christ, but more importantly, the light of Christ in each and every one of you. And so we'll talk about that today. Um, our worship service is Divine Service 1. You can follow along in the hymnal or on the screen. And let's begin our service by singing hymn number 4, 112. The people that in darkness sat. Please rise. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all 
We take a few moments for silent reflection on God's word. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called, called servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We sing this is the feast. be seated.
The Old Testament reading for this morning is taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter 58, verses 3 through 9a. Why have we fasted, and you see it not? Why have we humbled ourselves, and you take no knowledge of it? Behold, in the day of your fast, you seek your own pleasure, and oppress all your workers. Behold, you fast only to quarrel and to fight, and to hit with a wicked fist. Fasting like yours this day will not make your, hurt, your voice to be heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose a day for a person to humble himself? Is it to bow down his head like a reed and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will you call this a fast? And is this day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I choose to loose the bonds of the wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? When you see the naked, to cover him, and not to hide yourselves from your own flesh. Then you shall see your light break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, Here I am. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle reading for this morning is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come claiming you to you the testimony of God with lofty speech and, or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing about you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not implausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith may not, may not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understand this, for if they had, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, no ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except for the spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except for the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, not the Spirit who is from God, 
that we might understand things freely given to us by God. This is the word of the Lord. Please rise for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same, will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Do any children would like to come up for the children's message this morning? sit here with you guys today. Well, good morning. You guys doing okay? Smile. There we go. So, do you guys know the song, This Little Light of Mine? You know, This Little Light of Mine, I'm going to let it shine. You know that? Okay. So, I brought a lamp with me. Right? And I think we'll sing the song, and we'll, hopefully it will give us light, okay? Ready? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. They're singing, but you're not. Were you? Okay, okay. But why is my light not working? Oh, silly me. Excuse me here. You knew that was coming? Uh, he's smarter than me then, that's for sure. All right, let's plug this puppy, puppy in. All right. 
Should we try that again? Okay. And they can sing too. They sing really well. All right. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. It's still not shining. Oh, you got to turn it on. Silly me. Okay. Should we try to sing this one more time? All right. All right. And they're going to sing it with us. Okay. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine all the time. We'll stop right there. Okay. We'll save the rest of it for the sermon. Maybe let's sing it. Hmm? So... So here's something interesting. This light wouldn't shine, right, until it was plugged in and it was turned on. And do you know that God puts his light into you and me? That's what our gospel is all about. And then we're supposed to take that light and do what with it? Be dark? No, we're supposed to let it shine, right? And we're supposed to let it shine to the world. It's kind of bright, huh? I'll turn it down a little bit. There we go. Okay. So we have to be plugged in and turned on. So how, how do we get plugged in and turned on to God? Okay, we can be kind. Absolutely. Believing in Jesus. Excellent. Absolutely. That's, that's the real key, right? So how do we learn about Jesus so that we can believe in him? Read the Bible. Excellent. Anything else? Go to church like we are today. Anything else? Pray. That's one of my favorites is talking with God. And, and through that, I feel like I get plugged into him. Awesome. Be friends with people and maybe sharing the light of Christ with them. Right? Or by being kind to people, God's light shines through you. Right? And you get a lot of friends. Yeah. And the world, so the world's kind of a dark place right now. Well, it probably has been for a long, long, long time. And so we all go outside, and we can stay like this, right, by not being nice, not by showing God's love, not by maybe even sharing God. But does that help anybody? It doesn't. But if we go out... And let God's light, sorry about that, let God's light shine brightly, not in their eyes, right? right? Into their hearts by being kind, by being loving, by sharing God, right? Then our Christ's light can go through us and into them. And they too, like you said, believe. And when we believe in Jesus, where do we get to go when we die? Heaven. Isn't that great? Yeah. Got a question? Are, and they light it up in here, huh? Perfect. Let's pray, all right? Pray with me, please. Dear Lord, we want our light to shine. We ask you to help us to remember that we need to be plugged in to your power. And we need to be turned on for Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing our hymn of the day.
Please rise. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we pray your spirit fall upon us as we look at your word, study it, share it, and pray that we can live it. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. Again, our our sermon topic this morning comes from the the Gospel of Matthew, the fifth chapter, verses 13 to 20. And during this epiphany season, we are reminded that Jesus is the son of Mary and the son of Joseph. But even more importantly, Jesus is also revealed to be God's son. And in this epiphany season, the son of God and the son of man is fully revealed as the light of the world. John says in his gospel, the eighth chapter, verse 12, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. God's light, his son, now lives in our hearts, in our lives. The gift of God's grace is not only for us alone, though. Christ, the Lord and Savior, is meant to be God's gift of salvation to and for the entire world. And you might ask, how? How does that happen? And in the simplest terms, Christ's light in you and me lives in us, and it shines brightly through us. And from there, the Holy Spirit does his work. Matthews chapter 5 to 7 records, as I said earlier, Jesus' longest sermon. It is the Sermon on the Mount. Our gospel lesson for today is just a small snippet, a sample of what is included. In verse 13, we are told that believers are salt. And Jesus does not say they can be or they might be salt, but that believers are simply Salt, which means you and I are salty Christians. We are, where we should be. And we thus heal and comfort those who are in distress. We are rubbed and seasoned with the essence of God to preserve the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we must be those who then thirst for God so that we can lead our friends and family to the water of life, the living well of Jesus Christ, our Lord. So this morning, I'd like to focus on verse 14. It simply says, you are the light to the world. You are all, hopefully, believers. And that means that you and I are lights. Not just simply a light to lighten up our home, but we are lights of the world. 
We are a light that is very, very important during the time of Jesus as it is to us today. Verse 15 says, A lamp lit was not hidden under the bushel, but rather the lamp was in a, in a prominent place to bring light to the whole house. Quite simply, if you look at where all your lamps are in your homes, they're not in a dark corner that's supposed to keep it dark, right? They're in a spot in the house that lightens up a room, whether it be a bedroom, a living room, a dining room, a kitchen, a study, or someplace else. And that's how it is with God's light. We are to bring it to a prominent place. That might be your home. It might be where you work. It might be where you go to school. It might be right here in our sanctuary today where you need to be a bright light. You and I, as believers, are to be brightly shining lights in a world of darkness. Verse 16 reminds us that God's light shines through us. People who praise and give glory to the Father in heaven. Not the lamp. Not to you and not to me, but to the Father in heaven. So I want you to think for a second, and then we'll continue. Think of yesterday. And you all know where you were yesterday? Okay. Were you light? Or was your light shut off? Don't know? It's okay to share. We're all friends and family. Oh, I got a thumbs down down there. That mad person's light was off. Yeah. It might have been it was off and on and then off again and maybe back on again. Hopefully it was on more times than not. But just think about it. It started to rain again yesterday. And my first thought was, please don't rain as hard as you did the last time. And then, you know what? At one point yesterday, it rained as hard as it did the last time. But that's okay, because my light was shining again, because this time the water went out of my backyard instead of staying in my backyard. But even if it stayed, my light should still be on. Because in the good, the bad, and the ugly times, God expects us still to remember who lives in us, and that is Christ. And his light. And thus it should shine brightly through us, through the good, through the bad, and through the ugly. Jesus clearly and simply and directly says to each one of us, to every single believer, you are the salt and you are the light. He doesn't mince words here. The reality is that we do not always act or live as the salt and the light of the world. The reality is that we may not even feel like we truly are the salt or the light of the earth and the world. Often we may even feel unprepared or ill-equipped to be shining lights before others. But let me assure you that God himself has given each of you here today, all of you who are watching online, everything that you absolutely positively need to be the salt and to be the light of the earth and the world. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, your word, God's word, is a lamp to my, to your feet and a light for my, your path. Now, not everyone in our world wants to hear someone come up and speak to them about Christ, do they? 
Maybe some of you had that experience. Instead, people often simply sit back and they watch you. They watch me from a distance to see how we act, what we say, what we do. And the goal there is simply to find fault in you and me as Christians. They're always looking and always watching and sometimes listening to see if we as believers will slip up and fail. The world may not want to hear your message about the light of the world, but the world will listen to what comes out of your mouth, good or bad. So let your light shine before men and women and talk that is full of grace, seasoned with salt, seasoned with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Sometimes the world watches and waits to see what they might learn from the life of a believer. What makes you, a Christian, different from anyone else? What do your neighbors think of you? Are you the quiet one who says nothing to anybody? Are you the loud one who says everything to everybody? Are you the one they're caring for everybody? The world wants to know. And that is what we are to reveal to the world. Not us, but the light of Christ. The love of Christ that lives in our hearts by faith and grace, which should spill over into the lives of others. Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 12, Live such good lives among the pagans, that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. 1 Peter 2, 12. Let your light shine before men in this world. will praise your Father in heaven. They will see the righteousness of Christ and how our, how our people around us see and use that same righteousness. First, you and I need to remind ourselves just how much our lives are and have been changed by Christ. Simply freed by grace through faith, we know God is in control of all things in this world. We know, we confess, and we believe that the righteousness of Christ covers up all of our sins. Our lives are changed forever. Paul says in his letter to the Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, he says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me, gave himself for me. That gives each and every one of us a very positive and joyful outlook on life. The world lives in terror. We do not. The world is uncertain of what might happen next. We are not. Eternity is feared by the unbeliever, but not by us. Christ's righteousness is alive and well in your hearts and mine. Christ's righteousness is what others need to know and to see in your lives. Simply and directly, Jesus states this command in verse 16. Let your light shine before others. Others need desperately to hear and see the light of Christ in our words and our actions. Mankind needs to praise our Father in heaven. Mankind 
need to see Christ's righteousness. Believers are the salt and the light of the world. You, all of you sitting here this morning, watching online somewhere, are the salt and the light to the world. Paul wrote this in Philippians 2. And he wrote this to every, everything, to do everything without grumbling and without complaining. He says, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God, without fault, in a crooked and depraved generation, in which you shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life. Don't put the light of Christ under a bushel, but let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of Christ that you have placed in our hearts. Let his light shine brightly through us. And when we forget, forgive us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us rise and confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father. Let us pray for all people of God and for all people in their need, for the church of God everywhere, that the Lord Jesus would continue to work among his people to forgive sins, deliver from death and the devil, and strengthen and preserve them in the one true faith unto life everlasting, and that his people always remember why he has come as Savior from sin. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord For the kingdoms of this world, that God would guide rulers to act with justice and integrity in service to all those entrusted to their care, and that when surrounded by violence and uncertainty, his people might trust in his unsearchable wisdom and cling to his promise of rescue in Christ Jesus. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For those who grieve and those in need of healing and deliverance, we pray for Gregory hospitalized with the brain bleed. For Carl's mother who had a heart attack Friday, was hospitalized, had surgery, and is now recovering. We pray for Adam, a classmate of Jason, who had a stroke, and for Jaden, recovering from a bicycle accident. We pray that God, who heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds, would grant them relief and preserve them in the hope of his steadfast love in Christ Jesus. For those who suffer from chronic illness and long-term suffering, that as Jesus healed the mother-in-law of Simon Peter, God would give power to the faint, increase the strength of those who have no might, and preserve them in patience. And the faith that in Christ they will mount up with wings like eagles, run and not be weary, and walk and not faint. 
Let us pray to the Lord. In your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. For what had been hidden before the foundation of the world, you have made known to the nations in your Son. And him being found in the substance of our mortal nature, you have manifested the fullness of your glory. And therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Our Father, who art in heaven, Our Lord Jesus Christ, in the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And after having given thanks, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, drink. This is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Please rise.
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. We sing our closing song, Salvation Unto Us Has Come. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. We have announcements this morning. Are you walking up? Uh, Donna's in the back. She's selling script script today. Remember the script, a portion of the script, those are um, gift cards, uh, will go, goes to the preschool. Laura? Good morning. Um, so today is Mites Sunday, so reach into your pockets and reach into your purses. 
and take all the uh, pennies and $100 bills out, and they go in the mite box back there, and it's always for a, a beautiful mission that, that the LW Lutheran Women's Missionary League um, support. Then um, next Sunday, again, uh, the LWML is having a Valentine's Bake Sale, and you could also supplement your um, Super Bowl snacks. And um, those funds, there are going to be lots of goodies out in the uh, coffee area. And so come and buy cookies and cupcakes and cakes and all sorts of wonderful things. That's next Sunday. And it's those proceeds go to the California, Nevada, Hawaii District, the Mite Box Grant. Then we have a little something new that the fellowship committee of Vicki and me <laughs> came up with, and it's a bit spontaneous, but um, we're called the Trinity Walkers. And uh, we went down to Whiskey Lake uh, um, like oh, two weeks ago, a week ago, something like that, and there were pictures of that up on the um, screen this morning. And we're going to continue this starting this month, uh, this coming week, Tuesday, February 7th, and Thursday, February 9th, 8.30 in the morning, Lima Ranch, and that is right across from Mountain View Middle School, and you make a left on Hemingway Street. So um, this week, it's going to be Tuesday and Thursday, and just keep a lookout on the uh, messenger when we, we take off. So um, it's about a mile to two miles, depending on how we feel. Thanks, Laura. Rachel? Well, I'd like to invite all of you the last Sunday in February. We're going to have the Jews for Jesus giving a presentation of Christ in the Passover. Do you remember the Passover was celebrated way back thousands of years before Christ was born with Moses and the children of Israel when they uh, came out of Egypt. But a lot of people don't realize how that Passover meal points to Jesus and his sacrifice. And so we're having one of the uh, Jews for Jesus representatives coming, and it'll be on Sunday morning during the service. So please invite your friends and anybody you think might be interested It'll really be interesting, interesting to you, I'm sure. Anyway, uh, we do have to pay for the travel expenses of these, this person. So I brought my little colander because it has a Star of David on it. <laughs> and I'm going to set it in the back. And if you feel like you can uh, just contribute a dollar or two or something like that for us to pay for the travel expenses, we'd really appreciate that too. Thanks, Rachel. And many of you know David, who will be coming up and speaking to us. He's been here many times already, either to do a presentation or when he brings the youth up, they usually camp overnight here before they head off to their next destination. So it should be great. Other announcements? All right, I have five. Relatively quick. Number one, as soon as you're done here, go right. You can shake my hand if you want, or, or you can get it afterwards. Go get, go get a cup of coffee, something else to drink, a snack, and, and just visit with each other, which would be great. Look for that person who you've never seen or the two people who haven't been here for over, about a year because they moved some other state. 
they're here. Pick them out. Um, hi. <laughs> she is, too. I know. We talked this morning already. So we have a lot of people to go see. And as always, you know, as let the light of Christ shine through you to somebody who you've never met before. Be bold and say, hi, my name is Brian. We'll put your name in there, naturally. I don't think I know you. And you have a new friend. So let's do that too. Um, then uh, on March, Sunday, March 5th, uh, at 4 p.m., the Capella Concordia University of Chicago singers will be here. We're having a concert. And uh, it's a bunch of... Uh, one of our college students, and uh, they'll be here just for the one day. We'll feed them after the concert, and then they're going to go home with you guys. But we need about eight more people to sign up. You take either two boys or two girls. There is one that requires three, but that's okay. We can work that one out. So as you go through the narthex, before you go that way, the sign-up sheet is on the, the counter to the right. Just sign up and say, yep, I'll take two kids with me. Um, the one that has an allergy has already been taken, so we don't have to worry about any allergies. You can have dogs, cats, birds. It's great. They can sleep. The two kids can sleep in the same bed because they're either two boys or two girls. That's, that's allowed. So uh, go sign up so we can save them some money and, and house them. The last announcement I have is this coming Saturday down in Oroville, um, Jeff Tuff will be ordained as pastor of our church in Oroville, as well as the pastor at, at Grace in Gridley. And so there is a celebration of that at uh, 3 o'clock um, on Saturday. If you wish to attend, I'll leave this out on the back thing. You can, you can attend, and if you wish to stay uh, for the meal, you, you need to shoot him a note today. She'll stay for the meal, too. Encourage you, if you've never been to an ordination, it's, it's great. You see a lot of pastors. It's a wonderful thing as this new pastor gets his charge to serve these two congregations. And then the congregation gets their list of charges as they minister back to the pastor. So I encourage you to think about it. Um, and if you're able to, you, you, can, you can go down. If you want to stay for the meal, though, you need to call them so they can make sure they have enough. With that... The other one. Oh, yes, that was my other one right here. Tomorrow, at, oh, thank you for reminding me. Tomorrow at 11 a.m., we have uh, the memorial service celebration of life of Jim Bauman. It'll be here, followed by a meal, and then uh, followed by uh, the interment at the cemetery, at the old cemetery. Um, make sure I'm pointing the right direction that way, I think. Um, and uh, with military honors. So if you, we, we invite you all to come and join as we celebrate Jim's life. I think that was the last one. Thank you. Let us go in peace. Let us serve the Lord.